Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. This is the first podcast of 2024 with Curdy B of Fourth Floor Choppers. Dude, this guy's out of Canada. I first recorded a podcast with Curdy in 2017, I think is what we decided. He was one of the People's Champ contenders back when Show Class was running it. I did an episode with him and Hawk Lachey. I think we had some guests on that show. I haven't listened to it. I don't fucking remember, but I know it was rad, and it's been really fucking rad seeing him progress over the last five, six, fucking seven years. That's crazy. Anyways, Curdy does some rad metal work, a bunch of one-off custom parts. He's also got a handful of parts that he sells on his website. I have that pulled up right here. Somewhere it is fourth floor chop shop dot big cartel dot com. And he's got a bunch of rad products. And if you have a crazy idea, he can make it, dude. He 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 can make some shit. Right now he's got some pegs, some bird deflectors, uh, some air cleaners, some chokes. Uh, he's got a really sick horn skull choke, dude. Bad as fuck. And uh yeah. The weaved metal that he does with stainless is sick. He's apparently working on some fucking tank he can't even tell us about. I think it's got skulls fucking flying out of it. Anyways, it was rad to talk to him. Uh, you know, he, we've chatted on the internet, you know, throughout the years. And it's uh, it was good to, like, catch up. I think we tried to do this a, a couple weeks ago, and I just totally flaked on him. Uh you know, it happens. It fucking happens. You know, if you haven't noticed, I haven't been putting out podcasts lately. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say I was like burnt out, but I had to get excited again. And this new year, I got some rad things in the works. And I'm going to be hitting it pretty hard. Do more in 24, motherfuckers. And uh, let's get into this podcast. <laughs> All right, this show, like all shows, is brought to you by mcshoptees.com. The only way to support every local motorcycle shop. That's right. Go to mcshoptees.com right now. Uh, dude, you, you, uh, you already missed this month. If you weren't signed up by the end of December, you fucked up. And I want to thank everybody who's ever been a subscriber for one month or from the beginning. It's so rad to see people still signed up from five years ago. Dude, we've done, this will be, I can't even do math. We've done a lot of shops. We've done a lot of rad shops. And I got a lot of rad shops in the works. I met a kid. Uh, kid, fuck, he's a fucking grown man. But I met a group of guys after Virginia City as I was taken off on the Pan America as I, I thought I was going to go to, like, Burning Man or some shit. Uh, turns out I did not fucking do that. But I ran into a bunch of dudes on choppers, and I was just like, fuck, I wish I was on my chopper. I'm the fucking dork old dude on a fucking adventure bike. But it was rad. I'm glad I met the dude. He uh, he had, like, snapped a leg on his Springer and fucking they got up they found some dude they welded that shit back up and they were hitting the road anyways it was sick to see him and his crew out there you know 
fucking camp supplies on the bikes and hitting the open road. And uh, Virginia City Roundup was sick. Anyways, I reached out to him. I was like, dude, I've been following you since then. He like, you know, he does some fucking sweet shit. A bunch of, uh, what do you call it? He's like casting. He makes parts. He fucking melts metal and makes some rad shit as well. Anyways, we got him. Sugar Baby Cycles out of Santa Cruz, California. He's actually a born free invited builder, which is fucking cool as shit. Congratulations. He's building a rad fucking bike. Uh, and just for the record, you can't get the shirt that is going to be sent out in the next week because you didn't sign up by the end of December. But we're going to feature another badass shop next month. So get signed up before the end of the month so you do not miss out because once the shit hits the Internet, you cannot have it. So, mcshoptees.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, but you've got enough T-shirts in your closet and you don't want to support every local motorcycle shop, go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. There is a Patreon support link where you can donate 5 bucks a month, put some tank in my gas, and I will burn that shit up and go find somebody to talk to. Uh, last year, we gave away a trip to Nepal. Well... I don't know if he's going to go to Nepal. We gave a we gave away an expedition thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. That's right. Bear Hotton of Old Bike Barn in White Knuckler brand has a company called Motorcycle Sherpa, and he does expeditions around Nepal, India, Mongolia, and he's working on some others in different countries. I've been there three times. It's fucking insane. So... That was awesome. We gave away a trip. Who knows what we're going to give away at the end of this year. Right now, we're going to give away a $100 gift card every single month to Low Brow Customs. That's right. The one-stop chopper shop on the Internet. You need some shit. It is wintertime. you got to get your shit ready to go for this spring. That's right. I know you do. Hell, maybe you need to get it ready for Milwaukee for Mama Tried next month. That's right. I'll be there again. I'm taking over the Mama Tried podcast, and I got some crazy fucking tricks up my sleeves. I uh, Not only am I going to probably wear a fucking suit I got in Nepal, but, well, you just have to wait. You will just have to wait. Hopefully Knives Made by Nick will come up with me again. Uh, I think we talked about it. I even talked to J.P. Rodman. I might have a crew of bad motherfuckers rolling into Milwaukee. I hope it's fucking snowing everywhere. I'm going to race some shit. I don't know what I'm going to race. It's going to be awesome. But you need some shit from Lowbrow Customs to get ready for that kind of stuff. They have got it all. So check them out. Uh, they're supporters also of local motorcycle shops just like MC Shop Tees. Some of the shops that I've featured over the last five years, they build custom parts as well and manufacture some badass shit that you can buy at Lowbrow Customs. Pretty fucking sick, right? I think so. Right now, I got a, a fresh Bates Baja that's going to be going on the chopper before spring. I'm pretty stoked, dude. I love those fucking tires. They're great on, off-road. Dude, you got to be able to take the chopper anywhere. I don't like not being able to go somewhere. And I really like gripping and ripping. 
Check him out, Bates Bajas. You think I can do some more fist pumps before this intro's over? I bet you I fucking can. Uh, after Milwaukee, March, dude, there's Daytona Bike Week. You got the nitty-gritty Chopper City. And then you got the Texas Fandango in Fredericksburg, Texas. Swap meet, Chopper Show, Flat Track Racing, Live Music, the Hill Country, dude, where you can hunt whitetail year-round. Fredericksburg, Texas, the Texas Fandango. Uh, anyways, I, I'm fucking stoked. I uh, I just loaded up my fucking bike, and I'm going to go do some outlaw shit tomorrow. I'm like... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go try some shit out. We don't have a lot of like public lands in Texas. We got some rad places to ride. I try and ride my dirt bike at least once a week when I'm in town. And normally I go to a place called Twin Hills. It's real rocky, lots of single track. It's honestly a fucking gym. And most of my friends do not like to go ride that place with me because it's like brutal. It's like, you know, it, your fucking forearms swell up. It is, and it's like. You don't want to fall off your fucking bike because you will hit some shit and break some shit. One of our guys uh, at the end of last spring fucking broke his back. Like he was, he was paralyzed from the waist down. Like it was a bad deal. But he's he's made like I wouldn't say a full recovery, but he can drive. He can he's he's back at it. You know he's driving a truck now. I think he's he's gonna be he'll be riding a side by side probably next time. But what I'm getting at is I found some like. Well, I was looking at doing some illegal shit, and I was on the Texas Parks webpage, and I was like, well, let's maybe I can, like, figure out what the fine is. Like, well, how much am I going to have to pay if I do get caught doing what, you know, I'm thinking about doing? And I didn't, I didn't find, I didn't see that. They don't have a number there. So, anyhow, I'm going to go do some shit tomorrow. Just fucking, hopefully, I... Uh, and I'm not going to do that shit. Like, while I was looking to find this number or see what the, the penalties may be, because, you know, it's one thing if it's a fine, but it, I could imagine that if you ride a motorcycle on a state park where you're not supposed to ride it, they may skip the fine. They may just fuck throw your ass in jail, dude, and get rid of your bike and just, like, for good, give it to the fucking homeless people on the border or something. I don't know. But I found another spot. And I can't find anything on the internet how people have ridden in this area except for I found, like, an old hunting video of these dudes on four-wheelers, you know, hunting whitetail. And there's a lot of river crossing. There's a lot of sand. It's, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go, I'm going to go scope it out because, you know, I just got to know. I just got to fucking know. So I'm excited. But right now, it's Tuesday evening. I recorded this podcast earlier today with Curdy B. He was in on his, you know, at the fourth floor. And, fuck, he lives in an island on, I got, hold on. I fucking, I was running the computer today while we were doing this. He's on Vancouver Island right there by Bellingham and Seattle in the P&W up there in fucking Bigfoot country. Um. Anyways, there's a lot of shit going on this year. Right now, you're going to listen to Curdy B and me talk about fucking choppers 
enjoy this podcast. It's going to come in heavy with neuroscience, but I'll I mean, it would it would shock me if you came up with something controversial that I was like, "Whoa, bro, how did you know about that? Why are we talking about that online?" Really? I mean, I'd be shocked if you had something up your sleeve where you were like, "Oh, what a, hey, we've got someone on the line here. We've got a caller on the line. Uh, it's Timmy from your third grade class who you pulled down his pants in front of everybody. Oh, you know, my be, God. I'd be, I do have Timmy on the line, but uh, he was too shy. Yeah, if you pull was, some Nardwar shit on me, I might hang up. Yeah, he's, he was too shy to talk. You embarrassed him way too much. Yeah, that, that guy is a freak. There's something wrong with him. Well, he's literally uh, telling people stuff about their life that they didn't know. Well, I, uh, dude, it's been a long time. We did this in 2017. It is now 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it for uh, People's Champ. Yeah, what year was that? People's Champ, four, five? Oh, fuck, man. It, it was, it was, it would have been uh, People's Champ. Five or six? Yeah, like, I don't know. It was still when it was, uh, obviously, when it was still... Um, show class. Show class. Yeah, did, was, so yeah. I did that a couple of different ways back then. Did I have, like, a panel of fucking know-it-alls uh, when I called you? No. No, no, it was just me and you chatting. Okay, all right. Because I did a couple of them where it was, like, me and my buddy Chad or Kenny or... I can, Actually, I, no, there was, you did have somebody else. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, you were talking, yeah, you had a homeboy. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, because I think I did yeah. the same episode with you and Hawk Lachey at that time. Yeah, and Hawk. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude. Well, it's sick to see both of you guys continue on. Uh, and you, dude, your metal working skills, you know, I you weren't doing uh, near the amount of fabrication back then. Like, you, I think there was, you were doing a lot of motor work on that bike, and not that there wasn't fabrication. Uh, but yeah. dude, you've no, taken no, it to a whole another level. Yeah, yeah. There was, there's, there's more. Yeah, there's more kind of raw fabrication now. I mean, the big difference there is that back then I, I had a real job. Mm. So like, so I, I had, I actually had to go do something like productive for nine hours a day. <laughs> Are you still oh. on the fourth floor of an apartment building? Oh yeah, man. I've, I've been at this same, same apartment for 17 years or some shit no like forever. shit and i was thinking that you were like up north in like wyoming or washington where are you at exactly washington would be closer i'm on an island just off of uh seattle oh wow off of seattle so i'm actually in canada so it's canada but okay yeah, it's Canada, but I can see pretty much Seattle from from like the beach. So oh, fuck. We're actually That's... lower. The island is lower than the Canadian American border. So, like, we're actually physically, we're kind of in the states, but you know, spiritually, I guess we're Canadian. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how big is the island? I don't remember this <laughs> island part of it. How big is the island? Yeah. Huge. It's huge? Big, 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 big island. It's a huge island. It'd probably take you two days to drive it. All right, so I'm looking at it now. Is it Vancouver Island? Yeah. Okay. So you're up there by Bellingham. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, Vancouver, Bellingham, Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I got Pacific some Northwest. I got I some friends up there in Bellingham that are fucking out of this world crazy, and I love them to death. Well, if you ever come up, man, make the make the little trip across to the island. The island has some of the best writing in the world. Really, there's like books written about. Well, there's books written about the best places in the world to ride, and the island's always mentioned. No shit. Well, one of my goals this year is to get Canada to let me in their country. Well, just, just tell them that. <laughs> tell them I said it was okay at the border and they'll let you in. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Curdy B said it's all good. Yeah, they'd, they'd be like, oh, oh, fuck, he's my cousin or something. There's, a, like, there's only got to be like a couple dozen of us up here. It's not like there's that many people. <laughs> Uh, what's your daily rider right now? I mean, not that you're riding daily uh, right now in January up there. Yeah, but... not that I'm riding daily right now. Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> daily rider is a GMC truck. Okay. Uh, no, my daily rider would be, would be Gypsy. Gypsy's the bike that always works. Gypsy's the bike that always works. That's fucking awesome. What is Gypsy? Uh, well, my Panchester. Okay, yeah, the one that you were building when we first talked five years ago. Uh, I don't think we, I think I built that cause I didn't build that for born free. I just built that for myself. Okay. So, so I think I was probably working on actually that. I think it was the shovel head with the chain front end. Oh, <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. It would have been that for sure. I, well, not for sure, but 99%. Yeah. The gold so, one. Cause that was the first. Yeah. The gold one. Well, originally it was supposed to be all that, um, splatter paint. Okay. Yeah, because now I remember the, the guys that I had with me were t like, the chain's never going to hold up. I, I remember hearing people, hearing the guys that I had on well, the show. It's funny because, like, that, that front end's still around, still fine, never cracked. You know what I mean? It's That's like, fucking awesome. It, it's fine. It's fine, boys. It'll be okay. Hey, those guys aren't <laughs> riding anymore, anyways. And plus, who cares if my bike breaks? It's not your bike. Nope, nope, but that's what we were doing at the time. We were just talking shit about everybody, you know? Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I think that that keeps it a little more fresh than, than like, I, I think it's better to have, like, it's more entertaining, it's more interesting to have someone be questioned, like, hey, man, do you really think that's a good idea? And have them kind of, like, defend themselves a little bit. Yeah, than absolutely. Than to just be like... And, and everything you do is amazing. It's like, oh, come on, man. Who wants to listen to that? Dude, you know, <laughs> I quit doing the People's Champ podcast uh, mainly because that was the only way I could keep going was to just not be nice anymore. Uh, so I decided not to do it. But I had to draw the line. This kid was building. He was using like a 45. It was like a, a VL frame, and he had a modern sportster in there. <laughs> And he was telling me about how he was going to put this Kickstarter on it that was actually a starter, and the Kickstarter was a button. And I was oh yeah I, yeah it was, it's just a button it's yeah just a button I, I literally when you kick the arm over it just moves the button. I I think that was like one of the last ones I did. I was like I can't have these conversations anymore. I just can't I can't. Yeah, like, what I what can't am I supposed it. to say to that? How am I supposed to respond to that without just being like that? horrible yeah i wanted to just I, I couldn't even believe he was saying it like it literally took him a while to explain it in a way where i not only understood but believed that what he was saying and he was serious 
You know, I just I couldn't. Yeah. You know, what the? Are you kidding me? It's funny because I wonder if. I wonder if he was going to try and set it up himself or if he was just buying an old kit because they used to sell that for big twins for a five speed, like a five speed uh, soft tail or whatever. They used to have a cam cover that went over, or not a cam cover, uh, like a pig nose that went over with a, with a kicker arm on it with a little spring and everything. But all it did was press a button. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think he got it from like (laughs) EMD or something. I think he bought it. I don't yeah. think this kid makes stuff. Actually, I know he doesn't because I am now friends super, with the guy who does wild. all the fabrication for his bikes. Can you imagine, though? Like, I mean, bless him. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't know. Like, God bless you, you, you simple, simple boy. But can you imagine thinking that was a good idea? Like, being like, <laughs> oh, man, this is so cool. It's like, how long have you been into bikes? We're fucking two weeks or something like that's not cool man it's not it's so fucking not cool uh i yeah like i said it was tough to take that in and i think that was like the end of me talking to people's champ builders and not that there hasn't been some great uh builders since then and and i had some great conversations but that was just kind of like where i didn't like do it i I didn't intentionally (laughs) stop doing it it just like quit (laughs) It just made me quit trying to make those conversations happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I mean, yeah, it's a little unfortunate because, you know, I'm sure an, an interview with someone like um, Al Hackle would be interesting, right? Like, no, fucking, th- and there, uh, yeah, no, a there's a lot, lot of bike. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so you're doing this full time now, just fucking fabricating some of the wildest shit anybody's ever seen. Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 I thank you for the compliment. Yeah, I'm doing it full time. That's awesome. Yeah, more than full time. I mean, full time, I guess, would be 40 hours a week. So uh, basically, I'm working this job uh, two, twice a week. So like that's all I do. <laughs> I wake up. I, I, I do my job. I go to sleep. I'm still thinking about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot to do when you're doing it all yourself, right? Absolutely. Well, and you know, it's it's one of those things where. It doesn't matter what you charge somebody. You you end up working more than what you think it's going to take. When you have passion behind something, uh, you, you just put in hours, and you never clock out. Uh, I, I mean, I think that was the yeah. biggest lesson I learned when I started my own business was thinking, oh, you know, I'll get to decide my hours, and uh, that's not really yeah. the case. Like you, like, you never really are able to clock out. Like, now I try and, like, express to people, like, not, not express, but like just remind them like how nice it is to be able to clock out. Not that I'm trying to go back to that, but yeah, like, yeah, you know, 100%. like just well, think about a, and it, it's a nice thing to be able to do because you don't do it when you when you own and are responsible for everything that happens. Well, even it's nice to be able to hate your job. You know what I mean? It's nice to be able to be like, <laughs> I don't like my job. I don't like my boss. I don't like any of this shit. It's like when it's all you, when you're the boss, when the job is you, when everything is you, it's a lot harder to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't need this. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's a double-edged sword. It's the gift and the curse. I mean, it's, you know, certainly certainly uh, nice to, it, there is a, a level of freedom that you feel, but then there's also a super level of confinement that you feel that you always have to be working, always have to be producing. It's never enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, like, and if, it's yeah like, if, if you just go in and punch a clock, it's pretty easy to be like, yeah, I've done enough today. Yeah. But 
when you're working for yourself, you never get to be like, yeah, I killed it today. I'm going to go ahead and phone it in the rest of the week. Well, and also like trying to uh, continually progress, you know, and take everything to the next level, uh, which is, yeah. you know, it's got to yeah, I mean, be something. Certainly... Do you think about that? Because, I mean, you have been steadily progressing That's and one-upping all I everything. Think about. That's uh, all I think about. I think about I think about what what is the the kid who who loves this as much as me who's maybe like a little more talented and a little bit younger and a little bit better looking and like what is that kid gonna <laughs> like you know post online tomorrow and like blow away the whole industry and then I'll be left sucking my thumb so yeah like it scares me like I I, I really you know focus on you know outdoing the last thing I did every time. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, you know, I I, uh, I started scrolling through your stuff this morning just to kind of like, you know, re- remind myself of everything uh, or at least, you know, see because I've, I've been following you ever since, you know, we did that podcast and seeing the progression. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, since I had 36 followers. Uh, that, <laughs> that's awesome. That's what you started out with at the beginning of show class, People's Champ, huh? Oh, yeah, man. No, that's what I had. That was, I, mean, I didn't even have 36 when I was on your podcast, man. I, uh, that's what I had when I got to Born Free with Gypsy the first time. And I was like, I'm going to kill it. No one's going to like fucking believe that they've seen this bike and stuff. And, and then it was just like a room full of crickets. And I was uh, like, oh, so if they don't know who you are, like, you should probably like, let them know who you are. <laughs> so that's why I did People's Champ after. And I still stand that. I mean, People's, People's Champ has changed a lot. Um, some yeah. for the good, some for the bad, probably. But um, I still stand and maintain that, like, it's the best way to get your name out there. But, you know, you are investing in yourself, right? So it doesn't, like, just because you want to get your name out there, doesn't mean your name's going to get out there. It's like, you know, are you going to earn it? But it's a platform to showcase what you can do. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, you get as much as you put in. You know, it's one of those things where. 100%. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fully like Fight Club where you decide your level of involvement. You know, like if you really want it, it's going to happen. But if you like, you know, get by without putting in the effort, it's like, no, nah, your number's going to get called. No one's going to care. So. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, uh, I mean, are you so? What's the majority of your time spent doing, like fabricating specific parts or building these bikes? Oh, now I don't build bikes much at all. Okay. Like I'll build, I'll build every part of someone's bike. Like I'll build, you know, frame pins, front end, engine. I'll build it all, but I don't really want to be the guy putting together bikes and moving bikes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's not really my thing. I mean, there's everything's quantifiable in hours <laughs> and I'm, I'm a pretty decent fabricator. I'm not, I'm a shit electrician, man. So like if I build a whole bike and I have to wire that thing, I either have to pay someone else to wire it or I have to do like a shitty job wiring it, you know? So it's not really my focus. Like I'll put a couple of bikes, you know, occasionally I'll find something really cheap that I know doesn't need a lot of work and, you know, just assemble it, clean it up, put some tins on it and move it down the road. But no, I'm more focused on building like tin sets or, you know, handlebars or whatever parts. I'm more interested in building parts. I'd rather build a part of someone else's dream than try and build my whole dream and then sell it to someone else. Yeah. 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 
No, I mean that's kind of what I was. That's that's what I assumed was going on. Uh, because I mean, so one thing that really struck me, I, I guess, is probably a couple years ago when you started doing the woven metal stuff. Uh, yeah. Where did that idea come from? Did you just did you see it somewhere? Did you just see that on another piece of material and try to this or just decide to try and do it so, with metal or? No, so the oil tanks uh, were like the first kind of woven thing. I actually didn't do an oil tank until last. I just did one recently, or actually I did a couple. But um, so those the woven oil tanks was a guy in the '60s named Spanish Louis did a small handful. I don't know, let's say six. Okay. So they existed. People do know about them. Um, but they're like rare, like hen's teeth, like a John Harmon motor or something. It's like yeah, people have heard of. 124 inch shovel head engine, but how many of us have actually seen one? Um, so they existed. And then uh, Lead Fist, uh, Kyle, yeah, he did one on his bike years ago and he killed his because there's a million different ways to fabricate any, anything. And uh, his, I really liked his, his had a really good offset to the weave, so it looked really deep. Um, and then, uh, there's a gentleman in Japan, Gak, he does them. Um, so everyone else had done the, the oil tanks. No one had done, I'd never seen a fender or a gas tank. So that's what I went after first. I was like, Oh, let's do something that hasn't been done. Yeah. Um, and then I did come back and do an oil tank, but I kind of changed my mind sits on like a, a 45 uh, degree and I did mine all out of stainless because, and you, because you're a cause savage. I'm making the whole thing. <laughs> well, it's, uh, to be honest, if you're looking at making a full item and you look at the cost, um, material cost extra of stainless, and then you look at the cost to have your item chromed in mild steel when you're done, you're better off to invest your money and make the whole thing out of stainless. It'll be, say, another 30, 40% on your material cost. But like chroming, would be three times your material cost. Yeah, but the so like you're I've worked stainless by stainless, making it out of stainless. I, mean, I hear what you're saying, but stainless is so much more difficult to work with, you know. And I mean, I think that just shows like how fucking good you are at working metal. And maybe, and maybe there, I just don't have a, as much time with it. But I know from what little fabricating I have done that stainless is so much harder to work in almost every other aspect. Um, yeah, I mean, again, like I, I worked as a fabricator at a shipyard for, I don't know, a long, 14 years. Yeah. So, uh, and a lot of what we did at the shipyard was stainless and aluminum. So I, you know, so I, um, I understand that people find like aluminum welding or stainless or whatever difficult for me, they're all just a skill set. Yeah. So it's, I don't really find stainless harder. It's just different. You know, yeah. okay, that may be the case. I mean, when I taught myself how to weld as little as I knew then and still know little as I know now, but I, I decided to figure out how to gas weld and I used stainless to figure out how to gas weld and yeah. it was fucking so difficult. I mean, I ended up making it all stick together and, uh, you know. Uh, but then I found that's, out when I when I, when I moved to cold, just regular steel, I was like, oh, my God, this is so much fucking easier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and 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 that might. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that's a, for me, 
for me, it's just, you know, repetition, you know, I don't know. It'd be like, like what's harder, a kick flip or a 360 flip? It's like, well, for like Chris Cole, like they're both probably just something he does. Yeah, they probably (laughs) are. So, yeah, but I mean, stainless, I like working in stainless because, uh, because it'll last. Like those parts will outlast. Uh, you know, the the owner's life, really. Like, stainless yeah. isn't going to rust. It's not going to, you know, fall apart. It's, it's yeah, I like stainless. It lasts forever. No, and I think, I mean, that's kind of... like, I, I, I'd, I'd hate to have, like, a chrome. Like, I just did those those chain handlebars. Those are stainless. Now, if those were mild steel and then, we, and then chromed, eventually the chrome would start peeling, man. There's so many surfaces on on that chain that eventually yeah. something's going to peel, something's going to start cracking. Right. And I thought but that's where with, going with that was like the, all the amount of work you go into that woven metal. It's like, I might as well do this out of stainless because it will last so much longer than, you know, steel being. Yeah. Chrome. Yeah. Chrome. Yeah. Yeah. Chrome. Like I love Chrome. Nothing. There's no, no like greater pleasure than opening up a package from your Chromer. But, on the other side, it's you know it's a cost. There's time, etc. So if I can avoid chrome, I'll, I'll avoid it. Yeah. But you know, like things like gas tanks, I'm not going to make that. Well, I might have some stainless gas tanks coming, but so far <laughs> I chose to mostly use uh, mild steel and a little bit of aluminum. This year, though, I do want to do a lot more like stainless gas tanks, aluminum gas tanks. And again, mostly because just people aren't doing that. I kind of want to do what people aren't doing, you know, like I'm actually going to, I'm going to pretty much stop offering merch in air quotes, Um, just have maybe like one shop tee and, and then just focus on parts because so many people are going to have merch codes and the, the, the industry is saturated there. So, yeah. I don't want to be in a saturated market. I want to be in my own niche thing, right? So I'll just keep doing stuff that people aren't doing. Well, I think right now what you're doing is pretty unique. Uh, and you're right about that merch thing. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of shops that, you know, that's how they survive almost sometimes is just selling merch. Uh, and the shop is just a byproduct of the branding that they're doing to sell that merch. Which yeah, nothing wrong with yeah, it. and that's fine. I mean, yeah, each each to their own. It's just that's not what I I want to be like. I I want to be, I want to build myself as an artist. That's more important than you know, than making money. Really, even to me, like I've never really cared about money that much. Like as long as I have enough to pay rent, get by, you know, buy a burrito. Yeah. So so for me, I just I think that you know I need to focus on my personal development and growth. And I think, you know, for me, you know, still trying up with funny slogans, just be a distraction of like what my end goal really is. Yeah. Well, when I started MC shop tees, that was one thing that I, you know, I wanted to make that more of like a, a, a subscription base. Like I don't want to sell t-shirts. I want to sell a subscription of shirts that come out every month. And, you know, oh yeah, well, and, and that's a, that's a that's a wicked idea. And, I mean, and, and find, I'm not saying that there isn't a place yeah, for well, merch. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, that like I I don't like I don't do Danger Dan t-shirts because I don't want to fucking go to shows and set up a booth and 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 sell stuff. You know, it's all like, yeah. you know, 
uh, teach their own. But, yeah, I get it. I mean, I think, uh, you know, what you're doing is fuck. I mean, the hardest thing, I'm sure, is just getting it in front of the right people. And, you know, like, what you're building isn't shit that's going to break or that people are going to have to replace, you know. Like, they're going to have to continue on and, and build another bike or want some new pegs. Uh, yeah. It's, it's rad stuff, and I'm it, the quality is, you can see it. You know, what's the, what's the oh, most popular you, item that you keep like in stock, or or do you keep anything in stock, or is most of this shit just like I, I keep a few things in stock. I keep a couple air cleaners in stock and uh, some choke knobs, kind of like some smaller bits I keep in stock. But usually, anything larger I make goes pretty quick, or like I make go pretty quick. You know, yeah. So. Um, and you so, yeah, like the, the things that the, the parts that like I've sold multiple of that have gone well have been, yeah, kind of air cleaners and stuff. Um, I sold quite a well, I sold a small number of chain handlebars recently. Um, so, but I mean, I do most like what I don't know, 95% of what I do is like one off things for customers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that makes like, sense. Yeah. If people if people have like, oh, I've got this crazy idea in my head, and like maybe you're the guy. It's like, yeah, I'm the guy. I can do that. I can do anything. <laughs> yeah, challenge accepted, so, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like I'm working on a couple things right now that are. Well, I'm working on one thing right now that I can't really talk about until it's done. But it's it's the, by far when when people see it, they will understand that it is by far the most challenging thing I've, I've tried. Really? So, but that's. Oh, by far, yeah, by far. But it'll it'll be a little while. There's some red tape to be to to, to be crossed before before I can post this casting. Oh, <laughs> but uh, awesome. but yeah, no, it's um, there's some there's some cool stuff that um, again, just trying to push myself, right? Like that's you know, some people want to get like their job done as quick as they can. So they'd be like, oh, like, I want to get this gas tank done in, like, whatever, 10 hours or 20 hours or something. I'm like, man, I want to spend, like, 150 hours on the gas tank. <laughs> Just because it would be ridiculous to yeah. spend 150 hours on a gas tank. It's like, I know people who have built their bikes in less than 150 hours, right? Oh, yeah. But, I, but that's where I want to do. Like, I want to put in so much effort that nobody else bothers even trying. Like, they're just like, nah, yeah. nah I'm good. I don't want to even try that. That's fucking so. awesome. Yeah, I uh, 150 hours. I I I built my bike in way less time than that. Uh, but I've spent yeah, way fair, more right? time than that maintaining my bike and fixing my bike as I've broken it throughout the years too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, yeah. Well, yeah. so I mean, one thing. But, one, but one, that's 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 when you're out actually enjoying your bike, right? But yeah. I've never not really enjoy having to fix my bike on the side of the road. Like because I know how to fix my bike <laughs> on the side of the road. So like why 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 would that ever bum me out? Like why the hell not fix this shit? Well you know when but, it, um, it bums me out when something happens that I kind of ignored, you know, where it's like, oh fuck, you know, like or you know, it it's embarrassing sometimes. Like when you're out when you when you're way out in in the woods somewhere riding around and you look in your oil tank and realize that you haven't added any oil to your shovel head in like six months and there's nothing in there. Yeah. 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 I've been there before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking have done it with a fresh one. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's some things where I'm like, Oh God, I don't even want to acknowledge that because then 
I have to acknowledge that I am a fucking lazy motherfucker. Yeah. But. No. Well, and then, yeah, I got, and that's why I don't build choppers. <laughs> that's why I don't build too many choppers for fucking customers. I don't, I don't need people coming back and being like, you didn't put oil in this? I'd be like, oh, come on. You ever, you ever buy a toy and the batteries come with it? Get a light. That's fucking funny. I uh, I pulled a bike out last night that I hadn't I hadn't ridden it since this summer. Like I knew something was wrong, and you know I pulled it I pulled it into my shop and I fired it up and I'm looking at it. I'm like, what what the fuck? Why did I have? Because for some reason I loaded it on a truck and brought it out of the woods back to my house. And I'm like, so I'm looking at it yesterday, like. Well, what the fuck's wrong? It started up like third kick. It's a 1977 XT500, and I'm looking around on it, and I'm like, dude, this thing's fine. So I jump on it to, like, take off, and I fucking put it in gear and let go of the clutch, and nothing happens, and I realize, oh, there's no fucking chain on it. That's that's why it doesn't Ah. fucking work. Is it needs a chain, but I was also stoked because I'm like, oh, that's fucking way easy to fix. I just have to buy another chain. Now, I didn't buy yeah, yeah, another yeah. chain because I didn't, didn't have, you know, that's not at the top of the priority list in the middle of winter for, you know, a dirt bike I can't ride that much right now. But, you know. yeah, fair enough. That bike is great. Like, I'm on, it's a it's a totally stock, you know, 77 XT500. But I think I'm like, it's gone through enough beating where I can, like, now I feel okay customizing it. You know, like, not that I was opposed to, but, like, it was just a cool-looking brown stock Yeah, bike. yeah. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, it's fucking, had, it's getting it. Yeah, I had that little two-stroke um, 74, 125, I think, Harley. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, it was basically, like, completely stock, so I couldn't. I couldn't cut it up. I couldn't do anything. I wanted to build a little street tracker out of it, but it was just too perfect the way it was. So I ended up never touching it and I ended up selling it to a friend who wouldn't touch it because it was just, I was getting to the point where he's like, I'm going to cut that thing up. So I had to just get it out of my garage. See, and I'm not like a purist or anything, but the, the XT, it just had a cool aesthetic, you know, it was brown. Like, it, you know, a lot of people like the one with the, like the shiny aluminum tank and, yeah, uh, this one is just, you know, it's fuck. It's an ugly bike. Maybe that's what it is. Is it is an ugly bike, you know? But it's like the way. But it it's seventies ugly. Yeah, it's seventies ugly. Seventies exactly. ugly, man. Yeah. I mean, every everything that we thought was ugly when we were kids, we're now like, what? That's actually pretty dope. Yeah. Like Winnebago's, man. I remember thinking Winnebago's were so <laughs> dumb looking when I was a kid. And now every time I see one, I'm just like, man, I just want to, like, sell everything, get a Winnebago, and live like a gypsy. Dude, what about that? Did you see that one that Al built a couple years ago that he LS swapped? I don't know. He didn't really build it, but he found, like, a nice Winnebago and put a fucking LS motor in it. Good offer. Fucking weird. No, I mean, I haven't seen that, but that sounds amazing. Do you know who Al is? Al, what is it? Al Emerson? Yeah, yeah. He built some fucking bad shit, yeah. Um. Yeah. There's too many talented people out there, man. There really is. Uh, and I love it. That there's this, There's a lot of talented people out there that are fucking busy, too, that are really doing some rad shit uh, and, and just continue to keep pushing the envelope, like yourself. I mean, 
it's cool to see that you just speaking fucking... of guys like that when's the last time you interviewed hawk you got to talk to that guy that guy's a genius oh i talked to him the other day uh i didn't um, i, I didn't used, interview yeah. him but he was like uh well you did interview do what i said you should interview him no i should he's gotten the most interesting stuff to talk about like i want to talk about his builds more than than I want to talk about my stuff, but I know that he's probably on the, in the same thing where he's like, no, I don't even want to tell people about that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he well, have you been to his place? No. Oh man, that fucking place is so sick, dude. That area, Kalispell, like fucking right there by Glacier. The riding up there. Oh, I've is been I've been down sick. that way before. I've just never been to to Seahawk. Yeah. Yeah, Hawks, Hawks, good stuff. You We're talking I- about it though. He's, he's talking about maybe doing a show and stuff. I don't want to say too much, but we're talking about trying to link up, going down there. So it's really not that far from where I am. No, you're a, fucking day, way day and a half. You're way closer than I am to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no excuse that I haven't been down. Yeah, dude, that fucking area is sick. Yeah, I got to get up there to where you're at, though. I got to I gotta figure out how to get into can- Canada. Um, and it may Yeah, well, again, man, just, 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 just drop my name at the border. I think <laughs> you're going to be fine. I mean, I know enough people now, right? If I drop all of y'all's names, then surely, surely yeah, some, well, something will land. Yeah. I mean, I can come down to the border and pick you up. I'll just stand there waving like... Like like a Canadian, and they'll be like, "Oh, he's okay, eh? Yeah, all right, hockey, eh?" Oh, <laughs> uh, do you know? Uh, do you know the Mad Squirrel? Uh, not Simo Timo. He's on the other side no. of Canada. He's like fucking Nova Scotia. He's on that island. Um, no, no. no. That's I mean, I should because there's only there's only a couple dozen of us up here, but no, I don't know him. Do you know a guy named Hillbilly? No, I don't know anyone, man. Dude, Hill- I'm the least popular guy in Canada. Hillbilly, well, Hillbilly's he's he builds Harley. He's a Harley mechanic. Mainly does like well, he does everything, motors and shit. But he has he only has a landline. He doesn't do any social media. Doesn't do anything. He's just got a garage full of shit that he's got to do for other people. He's like somewhere. I don't know. Is it maybe it's Alberta? Or uh Oh yeah, I mean that sounds that sounds oh oh you're talking about Alberta Hillbilly. Yeah, yeah, of course I know that guy. There's just like <laughs> there's one guy there's one guy named Hillbilly in every province. Oh well this Hillbilly is a bad I motherfucker. Swear, do you know a guy named Hillbilly? I should have just been like, who doesn't know a guy named Hillbilly? Yeah, well do you know a guy named Hillbilly that works on Harley's? That has a motorcycle shop. That Come doesn't, on, if your name is Hillbilly, you work on Harley's, bro. I mean, that's a that's a good point. What else are you doing? Fucking working on snowmobiles up there, I would assume. I guess, yeah. I mean, it doesn't snow where I live, so it doesn't. We don't. We don't have the. We don't have snowmobiles and stuff like that. How can There's it no not? Polar how can it not there, snow but. up there? Well, I mean, if it snows, it snows like, I don't know, days, years. We live on the coast. I live in a tropical rainforest. Uh, it's like subtropic, but yeah. Yeah, I got to come up there and see it. That's well, all there is to it. Oh, we, we can go surfing. 
ride up the aisle and go surfing, snowboarding, skateboarding all on the same day, man. I could barely surf in California. The water was so cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you ain't getting into this water without. Yeah. All right. We ain't surfing. We can go look at the ocean. Dude, I my fucking surfing trip, like, I fucking put the board, strapped it on, got out ankle deep and was like, fuck this, and went back to the skate park. That's that's my surfing trip. All right. Well, we don't have to go surf. Until I, went, even, I don't even know how. I went to Costa Rica, and the water was way warmer down there. I was able to surf there. Well, that's how I feel. Like, surfing up here is really cold, but anytime I go to California, I'm in my underwear out in the set, and then <laughs> everybody, everybody's still wearing a rash guard and like, or a wetsuit down there. Yeah, you're a savage. You're a savage. So tell me about this adventure series that you did with, like, you know, the fucking, the, I mean, uh, the one on your oh, website right yeah. now is, the, is a, a bass on the air cleaner. Are you a fucking, an avid outdoorsman up there? Do you hunt? Do you fish? What do you got going on up there? Well, I mean, no, all I do is work. But, like, before, all I did was work. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we're surrounded by nature. I've been hunting and fishing. Yeah. Um, but no, the adventure series was more just like kind of, uh, an idea of like putting multiple small parts together. So instead of just like just an air cleaner, have like the air cleaner and the choke knob and like, you know, a point cover or something as a package that all had a cohesive idea. Okay. Because, uh, I like, I like when people's bikes, the, the, the small bits are cohesive, you know, like yeah. when it, it, you know, kind of tells a story or, or has a theme even. I mean, I know, I know talking about theme bikes will get everybody's skin crawling, but you know, I, I like, you know, a bike with a cohesive theme, you know, do I like a Geico bike, you know, that's shaped like a lizard? No, I'm probably not the biggest fan of that, but like, I like bikes that like, Oh, like, you know, Oh, it's all flames and chains or something. It's like, I think that's cool. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the adventure series was just kind of like to try and make something that was like, you know, kind of a price point where like, you know, hopefully most people could afford it and then they, you know, they're one off things. So like I do a, a small package that's all engraved and all fabricated to kind of match itself. And then it's basically like a little dress up package. You get that boom, you put it on your bike and now your bike's got some, you know, little points of, of interest on it. Yeah. A theme bike. Yeah, yeah, I'm big into theme bikes. Like, I, I'm gonna super regret saying that on the show. <laughs> oh fuck, dude! So, what about the 3D skulls on the tank? I mean, that's gotta be yeah. that's gotta be real easy, right? That doesn't take much time. Yeah, that takes a lot of time, and that's <laughs> actually the the new one that I'm working on is kind of uh, incorporates that. Um, yeah, they take they take a while for sure. I don't know. It's weird too. Like you would think that I would like have a plan every time when I go into it. I don't really. I just kind of like start cutting metal and like, oh, okay, now I need an eye socket. Like I guess an eye socket looks like this. Like rub my rub my face or something. Like oh, okay, I guess it kind of kind of looks like that shape. So um, and then yeah, just they look like hell halfway through because they're just a bunch of weld and braids and stuff. But. Um, but I'm pretty good with a grinder. So yeah, kind of I mean, like it, I build it, it up and then I just grind it back out. It looks like this. The one I'm looking at is the one you did for Jeff Geffen, I guess. 
Uh, yeah, it looks yeah. like it's all brawn or brazed in. Uh, yeah, I use yeah, I use a lot of that silicone braze, or it's called Evidur too. But um, it has a lower uh, melting point, obviously. Than, well, not obviously, but it has a lower melting point than mild steel. So you can, um, I mean, you want to weld your tank together. You want some welded structure there. But then for you know filling spots, smoothing things out, uh, that that uh, Evidur works really well. Gotcha. So you're not really welding, it's more brazing. So it's TIG brazing. Um, that's what I do it with a TIG torch. So you're basically just trying to get your, your because I get a lot of questions, so I'll explain it. You're trying to get your uh, your mild steel to go red hot, okay. but not go liquid. And then you add the brass. And the brass, uh, through an electrochemical process, basically bonds the, the, the steel, the mild steel. Wow. So that's where all those little, all that brass stuff that you see on like the flame tanks or those skull tanks or whatever, that's all uh, silicone braze put in there because it it's a lower temp. So when you're doing something that's thin metal, you're fighting temperature. You don't want if it gets too hot, things will start racking and warping. Yeah. Um, so you want to keep that temperature down. Also, brass is softer, so when you're trying to sand it out. <laughs> It's smooth. It, it's going to be easier than if it was all steel there. Yeah, so it's like a combination of it keeps you from warping the metal as much because you don't have to get it as hot, and it's easier to work after it's all put together. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way. I mean, I don't have a TIG welder, and I don't TIG weld anything. I just MIG weld it all. But from what I understand, that's one of the pluses of. TIG welding is being able to work the weld afterwards and being able to control the temperature. So I guess what you're this is in uh, you know in that same uh, it it gets even easier doing it like this. Now what's the the uh, structural integrity of that? I mean, not that these things need to be structurally uh, sound. They're not. Well, I mean, the structural integrity would be uh, if you're talking about. Um, they, it, it really depends on how it's done. Um, okay. Brazing, like, you know, like all old Harley frames were brazed together. There wasn't any old, there wasn't really any welds on a 1930s frame. They're all lugged and slugged and brazed together. So, yeah. like, brazing is structural. If you broke an anvil, if you cracked your anvil and you wanted to put it back together, you wouldn't weld that, you would braze that. Um, so, brazing is, is very strong. Um, okay. yeah, brazing is as, as long as it's done correctly, if it's done incorrectly, it's the same as like, you know, if you see someone who, you know, doesn't have the temperature up on their MIG welder enough and they're just like <clears throat> laying in some spatter and like, yeah, the parts stuck together, but there's no real penetration or anything. It's like, well, and then you bolt that, that's a tab for your gas tank. You bolt gas tank on that tab's going to break off. So, you know, I, I, I choose to like all my tabs, all that stuff, uh, forming all my structure together. I do all of that in mild steel. The brazing for the most part is kind of like a Bondo. You're putting that in to smooth everything. You're putting that in to make your, your, your cleanup job easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So on this, like, uh, this 3d flame tank, uh, 
Is the inside of the tank still like the same shape, or do you cut out the flame so that it can hold more fuel? Uh, no, it's all cut out. Yeah, it would hold more fuel. Really? That's fucking yeah. Awesome. That's not like that's not like a gas tank with a layer over it. That's a gas tank that I cut the cut the flames, and then I raised the front section up, and I pushed the rear section in, and then I skirt the whole thing out. Wow, that's fucking sick. I love that. I love that it's fucking dual functioning like that. Not only does it look sick, you get a little bit more gas. I don't know if you're well, aware, but I have, yeah, I have I mean, trouble with gas sometimes. I'll 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 post a picture of the one I'm working on right now that's real deep. I haven't put a tunnel in it yet. I'll put it on my story today, but I'll shoot it from the underside so you can see how much deflection. There's equal amount of deflection on the inside as there is the outside. Oh, fucking sick. So what's the key? Because I know a lot of people have done this. I actually did some recently with my kids when we were building Christmas gifts. What's the key to welding chain? Chain? Yeah. Um, well, if you're doing it with a MIG, you just got to make sure that you, uh, like, the easiest way if you have, like, a, a welding bench would be uh, tack your chain to the welding bench and then put, like, a come along or something to like a wall or a post okay. and pull that chain tight. Oh, okay. And then get in with you set your MIG up high, high temperature and like maybe only like medium speed and then get right in, let the, let the wire out a little bit and get right into the crotch and of each chain and kind of give it a little, not like a tap, but a little stitch because you're, you're going to have to turn the chain over and over and over because there's like eight different angles that you have to do for each point. Yeah. So I would work it along and kind of get good tacks on each and then re-rack. Every time you tack, re-rack that uh, you come along to, to re-stretch it because every time you weld with a MIG, it's going to pull those two links together if they're under tension. Oh, okay. So wow. it's going to get a little loose. Every time you weld, it'll get a little bit to keep racking it. So that's with MIG. With TIG, what I do is I bolt it down on a jig to keep it straight, and I just go along and tack each. Well, again, a little stitch, you know, to get it tacked, and then I flip it, little stitch, flip it, little stitch. And then once I have it stitched on all kind of four sides, then I just go through and start wrapping. Wow. So, I mean, chain, chain really, like whether it's, the MIG or or uh, TIG, it's really about trying to get in to the little crotch as as well as you can and and get it wrapped. Yeah, like you want you want every link to be fully welded together. You know, like on a chain steering wheel, you see people do chain steering wheels, and there's like only a few little tacks holding that steering wheel around. Yeah, and I'm like, man, if you had an accident and you hit that with your chest, it would just turn back in a chain. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I was making, me and my kids made rattlesnakes uh, with some chains. Sick. Yeah. We, uh, and, but it wasn't like, uh, like towing chain or I don't know what you call this link chain. It was, uh, it's like old tractor chain. I mean, it's big fucking, you know, if, if I use a 530, this was probably like 5,030 chain. Wow. And in a in it was fucking old and used up, so I took that as a time to show my kids like 
welding dirty metal compared to you know we also got some like armadillo cutouts from the uh the welding shop just because i saw them there when i was getting something i was like oh and then we just made like i got them to cut rods and we welded those to like have little armadillos you could stick in the yard but i showed them what welding clean metal looks like and then they got to weld some really dirty metal and just see the fucking welds just grow and sh- pop shit out of it and it was actually yeah. a pretty cool opportunity so they could see you know what some really yeah no that's metal, that's a, like why it's so important yeah to clean that's a great shit before you weld yeah, yeah, that's a great way to illustrate. I mean, you're not always going to be able to clean stuff. I mean, if you're working in industry or something, like sometimes you're going to be welding, yeah. you know, turn oily, it, turn it up. old, painted <laughs> metal. Yeah. Um, but if you're ever trying to make something look really nice, yeah, cleaning your metal, like prep, is it's the same as painting or anything, right? It's, yeah. A lot of it is your prep. So, like, you want clean metal. If you're using... Um, filler rods like with pig welding you want those to be clean rods even like if your box of rods has been sitting around for a year and a half you want to like wipe those down with scotch right before you use them uh you know clean tungsten you know it's like everything being clean is and then and then a good fit up is is matters more than being like the world's best welder it's like you could be a pretty crappy welder if you were really good at your fit up because if your fit up's perfect, maybe you don't even have to use filler rod. Maybe you're just kind of like buzzing your hand along. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's amazing how much in almost every type of, well, anything, the prep work, everything leading up to the actual work is so important. And it's like that's how you get the most quality products is like the preparation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to get get to, get to melting melting the metal, but it's it really is you know take the time to clean the metal first, take the time to clean everything, make sure everything's nice, and uh, you know make sure your hands are in a comfortable position, make sure that you're in a comfortable position to weld. Like that stuff matters so much. Yeah, I I uh, I definitely don't worry about that as much because I'm not doing it all the time, but. You know, I find myself like, oh, you know, I was showing my kids that like, hey, get get yourself situated how you want to go. And if the part's not in the right spot, move it. Don't, you know, don't like, yeah, yeah. don't make yourself awkward because uh, we, you know, we have all yeah, this don't shit here to, to, to make this easier yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, do you... uh are you taking advantage of all this shit that you've learned and teaching anybody? Do you have anybody that you're working with or anybody showing signs of wanting to learn up there on your island? Um, well, I mean, I talk to people all the time. I'm really fortunate that, uh, you know, people online, you know, you know, a lot of people feel comfortable reading. So you know, I'm, I'm pretty much always available to talk to people about anything like if anyone has any questions about how to do anything i might know how to do um i'm always there to answer them um my girlfriend uh builds bikes uh works on stuff so um and she has some skill but she so i'm, I'm teaching her some things teaching her how to weld and stuff like that but she already knows how to engrave and knows how to do uh some stuff so um but yeah, I mean, I help her out, but uh, other than that, uh, yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not too popular. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. 
Well, to be honest, most of the people that I, I, you know, talk to and stuff, like, you know, I have a couple of brothers and stuff, but they're, uh, they're talented guys on their own. Right. So I don't have to teach them how to do anything. (laughs) You know, they, they, they know what, they know what they're doing. Like we talk about stuff. I don't have to teach them anything, but yeah, yeah, my, me, my girlfriend, uh, Chloe, um, uh, yeah, I help her learn how to weld or work on her engine or, you know, little things, but she picks up things really quickly where I just kind of have to like, all right, so this is the idea with Bondo your tank. Okay. This is what you got to do. And next thing you know, she's just mixing Bondo, putting it on, sanding it out and, you know, so, okay, now we're going to paint. This is what you got to do. And she just kind of does it. So that's right. But I mean, you still get to show her some tricks. All all I, all I do, all I do is, is work on, on this stuff. So, I think she just wanted to keep herself busy. <laughs> While you're busy. Yeah. Well, uh, on so there's a there's a post on your page and it's a fucking tank with like three glasses and some shot glasses. Yeah. What is this? Is that like does it like, so it's like a split up? tank and, and yeah, there's 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 a project project that I wish like the the painter had seen through. Um uh yeah i uh that was like a fold-up tank um like it's a, it's a split tank like split tank one tank would actually have gas the other one basically the idea is you open it up it's a fold-out bar <laughs> so i guess that's supposed to have like lights not supposed to have lights in there and mirrors in there and i mean the idea was bigger than that so gotcha it just had it hadn't been finished yet yeah, the guy, yeah, I don't know. I might have to do another one because I don't know if he's ever going to finish that one. But um, that was a, like a trade thing. I did that on trade for a, a, a painter for some work. but And uh, he's just never seen it through. And so, I mean, that looks like a pretty hard Maybe idea. I'll make another one. I don't know. It was a good idea. There was more to the idea, too. But I don't want to give away the whole thing. But oh, it was shit. more to the idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well. It was actually uh, an idea that uh, my buddy Jeff Twa and I had come up with the idea and it, it was a, one of those things where you start talking and like one idea snowballs into like, Oh, but then you could do this with this. Oh, and you could do this with this. And it just, it got out of hand. I believe that we're Jeff Twa. I've seen him around or I've seen him on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's from a kind of this way. Okay. I've, I've known him. Oh, gee, I don't know. I've been knowing him at, 16 years or some shit like that. Okay, wow. So, he's a good guy. Uh, really, really solid guy. And it seemed like <laughs> I saw a post on here. He had a, was it a flathead that was his or a KR? He's uh, he's, he's a flathead king, I think. He's got, yeah, I mean, every time I look, he's got another flathead. Oh, perfect. I fucking love my flathead. That's one of my projects this summer, or this winter, is to get, uh, get some brakes on my flathead race bike so that I can ride it around on the streets yeah. without fucking running into something. Um, Jeff would actually be another good guy to, to have conversation with. He, he, he moves, uh, a n- quite a number of like old bikes and he's always doing something neat. That's he's a, he's a cool cat. Yeah. I just, now I'm putting it together. He is friends with another one of my friends, Lee Bullock. And that's how. Oh yeah, that's how I know this cat. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff's friends with everybody, man. Yeah, I think 
Lee bought a bike from him not too long ago. I mean, that's that's what Jeff does, right? I mean, he fucking he moves bikes, lots of them. Jeff's actually, uh, Jeff's actually, yeah. I mean, Jeff's Jeff's a very hardworking guy. Jeff's uh, a sound editor. He does sound editing for like podcasts and movies and stuff like that. And then, um, or maybe just editing in general. I don't want to. I don't want to pigeonhole him. Um, typecast him. But then he's also, yeah, like full time hustler with bikes. I mean. He's, he's got more energy than I do. I bet he thinks my podcast sounds like shit. I don't know. You will have any call him up and have a conversation with him. Ask him. I will. I doubt will. <laughs> he'll say that. I, I, I don't. I don't think I've ever really heard Jeff say a, a negative word about anyone. Jeff's a Jeff's a good guy. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, no. I I uh, I would like to meet Jeff. Uh. Damn, I just pulled up his page. He does the fucking square top fold down sissy bar. Yeah. That's fucking wicked. Have you done any of those? I did those with Jeff, yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. I was I was looking at somebody's bike like fucking last week and uh who was it? Maybe one of the Prism Supply guys maybe had one of those. They were rocking a gas can on the back on top of their rack that was folded down. Smart, man. Yeah, it is. No, it really is. And that fucking, just that style is so, uh, they just, they, 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 they're so strong. That flat bar, I mean, that oh, shit yeah, is that, fucking tough oh. compared to round rod. Uh, I mean, right now yeah. I'm running, and again, those are stainless, right? So those things again are going to outlast. Like you know, what I mean? they'll always be here. <laughs> yeah, my so I went from like a fucking half inch sissy bar to a five eight sissy bar to I ended up doing like a what was it? Uh, what is that? C channel almost? Is it was that what it's called? C channel? Okay, like a really yeah. fucking sturdy one. Uh, it didn't look very like cool. almost like an I-beam. Yeah, almost like an I-beam. It was strong as fuck, and it did its job right. And But then I got the sissy bar I'm running now was built by my neighbor like back in, I think, 76? No, in 86. Sick. Yeah, he built it in 86, and they rode to Sturgis. His buddy, what happened was his buddy was coming over to go to Sturgis with him, and he got rear-ended on his way to the wizard's house. And he shows up. He's like, fuck, my shit's all fucked up. I can't go to Sturgis now. And the wizard was like, fuck that. I got another fender right here, and we'll build you a sissy bar. So they did a trident sissy bar out of square stock. And then when they got back from Sturgis, he brazed in all the welds and then had it chromed. And then I found it laying, I found it laying up against this guy's shop. Uh, a few years ago, I was like going to pick up wood or drop something. I think I was going to. Fuck, I don't remember why I was over at the guy's shop, but I see it just leaning up against the outside of his shed. I'm like, dude, look at this fucking sissy bar. Will you sell it to me? He was like, absolutely not. And uh, and then we start talking, and he finds out that you know that I'm not trying to buy it to sell it. Like I want to put it on my bike, and he's like, well, it came off of a straight leg panhead frame. And I was like, well, that's exactly what the fuck I have. And at that point, he was like, oh, well, then you can have it if you're going to run it. And then I fucking, oh, I, I, I put it on, and I rode over to Bill's house to show him. And he was like, oh, you got that from Danny, dude. I fucking built that thing. And I was like, 
No fucking, so it's cool. even cooler, you know? Yeah. Um, but that one's so lasted bad. pretty good. I, I did break the tabs off at the bottom doing some dumb shit. And I, where did I fix it? Oh, at Brad's place in Arizona. And now it's it's pretty beefed up. But that's last that's been pretty fucking strong. That square that's essentially what I was getting at was the square stock is stronger than the round rod. Uh but this if I was gonna build well, a really CC bar, it would be out of this flat iron. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you turn that stuff on on its side, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, this this shit is fucking bad. But this fucking fold down, this is that's a sick. That's fucking sick. Yeah, maybe that's what I maybe that's what I need for my flathead. Is a is a once I get the yeah. I talked to there. Jeff, and he might have a couple left. Oh, I'm looking at it. He, I know he's got what he's got a special one that I did for him that he's just working on a bike right now. Um, and he's yeah, he's working on a bike I think called uh, California Dreaming, and. Uh, I could be wrong there, <laughs> but Dude, um, this fucking Daytona one is sick with like, it's almost like a fucking fairing at the top or a spoiler. Yeah. It's supposed to be like the super bird spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've also like started really enjoying bikes that don't even have a sissy bar, just like a really, really short one. Yeah. I know. Floating, floating fenders are cool. Oh, fuck. They are. Yeah, yeah, because the bike then it yeah it makes it look like it's moving when it's standing still because there's nothing to visually trap your eye as your eye moves backwards. Oh, is that what it is? Well, in my mind, that's what it is. That's yeah. why, like, my bike uh, Gate to Hell doesn't have a sissy bar or fender uh, supports or anything. It just has the the floating fender. I think that looks so tough. Yeah, but I mean, it's its own problems too. I mean. You know, you've got to brace it. It's got to be a little bit more braced off. And you're never tying uh, a, a bag to your sissy bar. <laughs> no, you're not. So, what gauge do you did you make yours out of? Uh, what I do, because I've done a few of those, is I just use a normal fender, but then I take a like a one-eighth by, say, three-inch wide or two-and-a-half-inch wide um, strap. And I bend that and tap that into the center of the fender and then make my mount go through that. So essentially then it's like, you know, 16th, uh, he's going the whole way and, and have two connections. So like under the seat and behind the transmission, it, it ain't going anywhere. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen people most of the time they do like a side skirt bracing when they do that floating fender. Uh, but you just do a yeah. big piece right down the center of it, huh? Yeah. yeah. You know uh my buddy Pat, he makes fenders, uh Let's Let Customs. Yeah, yeah. And uh he he's in Dayton, Ohio, and years ago he found uh I guess it was a shop and they were in charge of putting machine gun turrets in the top of Humvees back probably like in the Vietnam days. So when they would put these machine guns in the top of these Humvees, they would have to cut a giant circle out of the top of the Humvee. And he bought, like, fucking three 18-wheelers full of those uh, Humvee ceiling scraps. 
and that's what he makes crazy. all of it, that's what he makes all of his fenders out of. It's like thirteen gauge, you know. That is round too pieces awesome. of steel, and then he rolls the steel. Yeah, I mean, those, those, I've had a few of those fenders. Those fenders are absolutely bulletproof. They're fucking bad, and the, knowing that story, it's like this. It's just sick. Yeah, it's like I, my I, fender I mean, is made out of a Humvee roof, dude. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah. I would, I'd be telling people that. <laughs> I'd be advertising <laughs> on this military grade. Yeah, no, he. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it says anything on his website, uh, but I know that's what they are. I fucking got one on my flathead. We put one on my buddy's flathead, and he, he's been building bikes for years. It's the guy that does my motors in New Orleans, and every time I go over there, he just he makes a comment about how awesome that fender is that I got him, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a fucking. It's military shit, dude. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're 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 really, really high quality. Yeah. And let's like uh build a bunch of really interesting parts. I mean, yeah. Dude, he's definitely he's one of my uh, a company people. out there that I, I I super respect for doing you know, they do, you know, like you say, like fenders and stuff like that, but then also all the way up to like engineering that kicker kit, like crazy, man. Yeah, and the fucking wheels he makes. Uh, everything yeah he's he's they're they're very talented fucking i love pat i fucking love pat i actually i wish i'd have been he had through a new year's party he's so he got a new shop okay before he got his new shop his old shop was like i mean it wasn't even a shop it was like an old fucking house that just slowly grew into this shop where like the basement the main floor like the he was just taking out sections of the house to fit his machines in this building. It's It was incredible yeah, yeah. the way it was all pieced together. But he moved across the street to this barn that's like 100 years old. So he built his shop around this fucking barn because he didn't want to – the barn wasn't big enough, uh, but he wasn't going to take it down. Uh, it's a pretty cool fucking spot. Uh, I'm glad that he's in cool. space and uh, – yeah, Dayton, Ohio, man. They've been fucking making shit in Dayton, Ohio for a long time. Yeah. That's also where Cycle Electric is, where they build all the generators and alternators is right there. It's definitely an industry town. In- yeah, Dayton Wheels. Dude, you're going to turn your island into a fucking industry town, huh? They got to do other no. shit up there where you're at. I mean, my guys in Bellingham, they uh, what do they like work on an offshore rig? I think actually, they yeah. do. They do some yeah. kind. Uh, of so I work. I work. I work at a shipyard. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They do stuff other than bikes up here. <laughs> they probably do almost anything besides bikes up there, dude. Your riding season can't be more than like a month or two, right? Are you fucking kidding me? You think a riding <laughs> season is a month or two? I mean, yeah, it's a fucking up there. I guess you don't get snow. No, no, my dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> I ever motorcycle to the shipyard every morning, every day for like seven years. No shit. It doesn't get that cold here. It doesn't snow, man. Like, why Why would we have a short riding season? I just assume that you're fucking that far north, you know? Uh, you know, like you're right up there by it's north. Probably like, north. There's probably like 
65 degrees and like sunny like three days ago. That's fucking, yeah, I, I'm just fucking not, not I, you know, North Dakota is cold as fuck in the wintertime. I mean, I spent yeah, a, and, but like, I spent a yeah, winter in Wyoming. That's where you got to stick to the coast, man. You got to stick to the coast, that, 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 Pacific, that Pacific weather. Yeah. I My guess. weather's coming from Hawaii. Yeah, makes sense now. Yeah, I guess it's not as much about being north. Uh, you know, I just relate being north of fucking Texas as automatically cold. Yeah, I, I, I understand. But like but I, Oregon's nights right now, right? You'd be like, oh, yeah, Oregon's probably pretty, pretty decent. I mean, see, Northern when I, I went through Oregon and it was fucked. Like, I last time I was in Bend, it yeah, was we're going snow over mountain everywhere. Passes, though. Yeah, yeah, I guess I, you're right. I, yeah, I was. Enough. that's pretty much where I did stay was right inside those mountains. You know, we did yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what Seattle was like, but yeah, fucking driving. Th- we I think we drove from Montana through Washington, and it was all fucked and snow, and then went down to Portland, and then cut back into the mountains, and it was all snow again. Now we played yeah. in Eugene. Yeah, Eugene was fucking snowy too. I think. Yeah, I bet it was, man. But it wasn't snowy here. That's crazy. Well, then, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. You you know, well, I would have assumed. You that do a little road trip up this way. But if you're coming as far as Bellingham, man, it's another, like, what, three hours to come see me? I've never been to Bellingham. Well, I know, but you got buddies there, so go road trip over and see them. They'll probably put you up and then come across here. I'll put you up. I mean, Look I do. all the free places you have to stay. Oh, fuck. I, I have... I'll sleep anywhere, dude. Every place is free. I mean, especially up there. I mean, what I'm seeing, like the way that the land looks up there reminds me of a lot of like uh, uh, like down by Chile with all the rivers and water and land all mixed together. And beautiful up there. Yeah, I bet it is fucking beautiful up there. I'd, I'd even leave the shop for a day if you come up. Oh, all right. Now we're talking. What's when is? Do you have like a rainy season? Yeah, like now. It is now. Like when it's rainy now. Got all it. Well, yeah, it'll be rainy until I don't know March. Yeah, I do. I would like to come up there. I mean, out there. I know that there's like what is it? Banff National Park is that up there? I know that there's some Banff, fucking yeah, epic riding up there. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, that's the goal. This year I'm going to get – I'm going to figure out the legalities of me entering Canada. Uh, I'm sure that the legalities of it aren't much, man. You got a passport? Yeah, I have a passport, but I have DWIs. Oh, well, just don't tell them about that. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, well, it's not uh, – yeah, let's talk off air. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I uh, I think it's been like the last time I looked into it, it was like after seven years, I can hire a lawyer to pay a fucking bribe or some shit. Uh, but I have. Yeah, you. Yeah, again, I'll, let's let's talk off air. Okay, perfect. <laughs> You're perfect. Fine. Perfect. You're perfect. Good. You're good. Well, good. Then I want to come up there. I mean, I did find a guy, uh, my another Canadian friend I have. He used to like have this this Indian dude who would take him in a, a cigarette boat across one of the Great Lakes with his chopper. 
and that's how he would go back and forth. That sounds like a lot of effort. <laughs> I know. It sounds awesome, too, you know? Like, take a cigarette butt across the Great Lakes with your chopper on it. I mean, if, if you want to do something like that, we could, we could just do something like that. <laughs> but uh, I do. I kind of probably do just come across like a normal person. Oh, yeah, it's not that big a deal. So you're actually like really close to. It's crazy how Alaska like dips down in on that coast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty far. Down. Uh, a couple of uh, buddies that uh, rode up to the Arctic Circle on their um, Harley's choppers. Really? Yeah. What kind of choppers did they ride to the Arctic Circle? Uh, well, they weren't all on choppers, but like they were riding Sportsters, like uh, Evo twelve hundred Sportsters. Yeah, yeah, fucking rigid mount four speed Sportsters. Yeah. Those things will go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I've I've already been to the bottom. Could, I guess I need I, to I go think, to the I top. Think, I think one of them was on like a gold wing, like a 1500 gold wing he'd bought for like three grand or some shit like that. So like you can ride anything anywhere. <laughs> oh yeah. Have you seen that guy who's been fucking riding his gold wing off road? 1800 gold wing doing jumps and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. It's so gnarly. <laughs> he's, I saw one video where he's got like his dirt bike strapped to the back seat. And he's taking his yeah, dirt bike yeah, to yeah, the dirt yeah, bike. Carrying the dirt bike across the back of the gold bike. Yeah. And then he got a, uh, what is it? Not a Husqvarna. What's the fucking fast street bike? Uh, not a Duke. Oh, fuck. I just drew a blank. Hayabusa. A Hayabusa. Yeah, he put Hayabusa. some off-road wheels on his and Hayabusa. And he put dirt bike wheels on it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right yeah. now, I have a, uh, in my shop, I met these, this, these two guys down in Argentina. Yeah, in Argentina, and they were from Slovenia. One of them was on a CRF 350, and the other one is on a fucking naked leader bike with off-road tires on it. <laughs> and he did the road of bones on it, and now he was doing, you know, riding to the bottom of South America on it. And then he, they both rode wow. it back up to the States, and they stashed their bikes in my garage and flew back to Slovenia. But it's hilarious. I mean, it's a full-on wow. fucking leader bike. With these giant knobbies, these hard bags, and he was carrying around this fucking girl. Like when I passed him going down this fucked up road, I assumed it was like a local, because you'll see locals riding their street bikes in places like that. But then I see the the guy on the Honda and I stop and talk to him and he's like, No, that's my friend. He's fucking very stubborn and likes to ride his motorcycle where people tell him he can't ride his motorcycle. So I was like, Well fuck it, I'm gonna wait so I can talk to this guy. And uh, we ended up hitting it off, and yeah, now my their bikes are in my shop. They say they're going to come and get them. They had, they called me up. They're like, "Hey, we're coming through town. The place we were going to leave our bikes said it wasn't cool anymore. Uh, do you know where we can store our bikes for about three weeks?" And I was like, "Yeah, just bring them to my place." And they're like, "Well, when I say three weeks, I mean like three months." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah. bring them to my house." And they're like. Okay, when I say three months, I mean like till next year. Oh my god, damn it! Yeah. Okay, fucking bring them on. So I've been firing their bikes up, you know, every time I. Well, not every time I go to my shop, but like every once in a while, and then they send me a message, uh, you know, 
And I have it. They only That's send the message through WhatsApp, and I don't have the notifications on, so I don't see their messages for weeks at a time. And I can tell they're getting nervous, like, "Hey, is everything cool?" You know, and they'll start sending multiple messages when I don't respond, and then I'll finally see it and be like, "Yeah, yeah, your bikes are still in my fucking garage, taking up space." Yeah. I'm yeah, trying to be not, nice about the it. Bikes but aren't I, going anywhere. I don't really know how much longer I can be nice about it. Uh, but both their bikes are like fucking like. I can't do anything with them. I'm not going to do anything with them. They're just yeah, yeah, taking up fucking space now. Anyhow, like next time, next time you want to leave bikes here, no worries. But they got to be pre eighty four Harley. Yeah, pre <laughs> pre seventy Harley. Then if you then if you don't come back for them, I'm okay. Yeah, fucking the three fifty dude. He could barely go like fucking fifty miles an hour in that wind down in South America. Holy crap. But what I'm getting at is I rode to the bottom. Now I got to ride to the top. I mean, that's, I mean, I got to yeah, go. Yeah, well, you should. I, I mean, if you want to go all the way up, you know, like Alaska way, right? You want to come in the summer. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to come in in the fall. Because the weather I'm telling you about where I live is not the same all the way up the coast. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I wouldn't so. want to come up. Just getting to your place in the winter would be a kick in the dick. I am, I do think I'm going to nah, go. man, my Go ahead. It ain't that far. It ain't that far. I think I'm going to come to Idaho in September. Oh, for the party at 10? Yeah, I think I am going to come to that. Have you been to that show? No, but we were thinking about going down this year. Nice. So if we're going down and you wanted to keep coming after, you could come back up with us. It'll be like, it's, it'd be easy two days for us to get to party in Japan. Yeah. I was either going to do the Idaho BDR before or after. I haven't really solidified my yeah, schedule yeah. yet, but yeah, dude. Well, sick. That means I might get to see you later this year. That would be awesome. Yeah. Are, do you, do you go to shows much? I mean, uh, I haven't la- much in the last couple of years. I mean, I did born free, like, I don't know, probably four years in a row or something like that. And then, and then just, it's, it's expense, uh, it's an expense to go down to that. So, and now all these other shows are happening. So now I'm kind of like, Oh, well, I'd like to try, you know, check out something else. So Dude, I think, I think so I might either go to, um, Virginia city roundup or party at the pen this year. Yeah, the, the Virginia as City. My, that's as, a, as my little like road trip away from the shop for a couple of days. That's the other thing is I get pretty antsy if I'm not working, so it's it's almost hard for me to take more than say a day off. So yeah, but but I'm gonna it's gonna it's in my it's in my to do for this year is to uh, to take a vacation to to leave leave the shop for a week. Nice. Well, party at the pen. I haven't been to, but I know Luke. And he is a fucking rad dude, and I'm sure I know he puts a lot of work into making that a great event. Uh, the Virginia City Roundup, I had fucking so much fun there. Uh, that town is cool as shit. There's a lot of good riding. Paco's right there. I got a sweet tour of the Paco factory, and like, you know, seeing how they mass produce all their shit, and and seeing like super neat yeah. the, the people that are working there like have their bikes in there like literally some of the guys ride their bikes to the work and park it right park their bikes inside the building right at the station that they work at where they're 
welding up front ends or you know it it's it was pretty fucking cool to see that operation yeah yeah they're really really awesome uh i i really yeah like even their content i like i like you know the videos of the presses working and stuff like that yeah so those I, fucking machines I've got are quite big. a bit of quite a bit of respect for the the fact that that family owned business has been able to grow. You know that's that's really neat. Yeah, I got to meet Ron's and daughter. She's in there. Fucking yeah, see they, Ron's whole bike collection. Uh, it's it's a cool. I mean, it's definitely worth stopping at if you go through Virginia City. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that company's worth you know. Um, you know, supporting and stuff too. I mean, we, you know, in the chopper community, you know, it'd be a real shame if companies like that ever, you know, disappeared because that's, you know, to me, that's like a heritage company for, for choppers. That's like, I don't know, Vans, what Vans skate shoes is to, you know, skateboarding. It's like, that's, that's where that type of thing came from. That's Paco is, and they're still here. They're still doing it right. It's, it's really, Really yeah, it says a lot. Did I just lose you? Microphone check. Nope, I'm still here. Okay. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that's, it's, it is fucking rad. That is a heritage company and it's an American company and it, yeah. it's a fucking, it's yeah. awesome to see them still doing good. And they support a ton of events, too. I don't doubt it, yeah. I mean, I've never been down. I've talked to those guys. um, And uh, Josh worked, Josh Ian works with them. And Josh and I uh, talk somewhat frequently. And, uh, yeah, no, like, they're they're really, really cool company. and, And that Virginia City looks like just an amazing show. I think what they're doing there is is really cool. I think the idea of having... You know, having it at and and uh, you know like at a rodeo, like at an event, I think that's a really neat thing. It is. Sometimes you know you go to a you go to a bike show and you look at the bikes and then you know if you were local, you'd probably just like spend an hour kind of like okay, I saw it, now I'm leaving, sort of thing. It's like if there's some sort of entertainment, something going on, I think it's really cool. And that's a party at the pen, kind of same thing. It's like it's such a neat location and it looks like such a kind of intimate kind of good time so i really dig that there's you know a lot of shows popping up a lot of people trying different things now yeah there's a fuck there's a show every weekend of the year i mean there's fucking shows all over the country all different types all different locations and i love the ones that like really showcase uh, you know, like the culture, the atmosphere, and they all do that whether they intend to or not. You know, like I remember hearing about Mama Tried, and I'm like, a fucking motorcycle show in February? What kind of fucking retarded idea is that? And then I finally went, and uh, you know, it's one of my favorite shows to go to just because the fucking people and hanging out in Milwaukee in the wintertime is, you know, all they do is fucking yeah, drink. There's bars on every corner. The breweries are there. I mean, Harley Davidson is there. Yeah. It's it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, to have to have it where you know walking distance, etc. You can go do something. You know, check something out that it's an experience. I think that's that's what those you know these a lot of these newer shows um, 
kind of are are doing right i would say like, yeah it's, it's really cool but have you like, been like to, say, i mean just to mama tried go ahead have you been to mama tried no 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 that's a good what about sturgis have you been to sturgis well no not not sturgis week i mean i've been to the location but i've never been there for the the bike week hawk oh. does all those shows and i, I i've got to start going with him because you and i are pretty pretty tight and if i actually i don't know i should just get one of my bikes down to his his place and then have him ferry me around but um yeah but yeah, yeah. I, I i should get to more shows but i don't know like I mean, say, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of like, kind of like, just, kind of like, just working in my shop by myself. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's a beautiful thing too, man. That's where I would just like to build more uh, parts for people who are going to those shows. And I've got some bikes that uh, I've had heavy, you know, work on uh, that are going to uh, some shows this year. So that'd be cool to have like my work out there, but. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'd be socially awkward at those events and people. <laughs> they might notice. And, and people would probably notice that I'm socially awkward. So if I just stay home and just keep working, people would be like, yeah, man, that guy, like, that guy's cool. He works really hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've definitely seen your parts on some fucking bikes at some big shows. Like, I know that you've had to have some stuff at some of these big shows. Those tanks, I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I yeah, I keep I keep hoping that uh, Grossman and I are going to do a bike together, but he's always too busy for me. Well, he's you know he fucking works on a bunch of old shit. You know, he just like makes a bunch of old. Oh, he's shit he's work. a busy guy. Oh, he's, he's he's definitely a busy guy. What's he always saying? No, no, you he, gotta he, you he, gotta he, want he it. Are... What's that? I said he's always saying you gotta want it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, no, he's he's got that energy level. He's up early doing what he has to do every day to keep doing what he's doing. Yeah, I need so, to go out there. Hats off. Him, yeah. I need Fucking to the beast. Yeah, me too. That well, we painting, can meet up there if you want instead of, instead of party at the tent. Dude, that painting your dad's doing of it. What's that bike called? Alien Machine? Alien Poison. Yeah, Alien Poison's like my, probably my favorite bike of all time. Dude. So, your dad's painting a sick fucking picture of it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. My dad's really uh, uh he's uh, super talented. He's eighty two, eighty two years old. So he's like been retired a long time. He's always painted, um, but uh, he did some bikes a while ago. He did one of my choppers. Did a few others, and uh, and then went back to painting landscapes and stuff and then just recently i was like hey like you got to start painting bikes again and for some reason i don't know he got all jazzed up about it he's all super jazzed and and normally it takes him i don't know a couple months to do a painting i think he did grossman's in like two weeks wow. he's just super stoked on it so but yeah i know he's lined up a couple of other choppers to paint and he's just gonna keep banging away it's pretty cool to see uh you know my my father who's 82 i mean he looks 65 my dad's in great shape but he uh to see him all jazzed up like a kid and he's got his instagram going now and he's learning how to post and take pictures of his art as he works on it and stuff so yeah it's really cool that's funny yeah my dad he got into painting a few years ago and uh 
he's painted pictures of all his fucking grandkids, his kids. It's uh, oh, isn't that awesome? He fucking loves it, man. It's cool. And yeah, That's he likes really, the landscape really cool. too. He uh, you know, paints trees. He did paint one of my motorcycles, uh, and it turned out pretty rad. But yeah. I mean, it's good. That's a, that's a, you know, it's not a real, what am I trying to say? It's not a real physically labor-intensive uh, hobby to have, you know, something they can do for a long time. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, my dad still rides his motorbike pretty much every day. Does he? But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. My dad's got, like, I don't know, a 2018 Softail or something like that. Nice. And, uh he had to he had to downsize last year. He always rode touring bikes. So he had a uh, what do you have? He had the um, Ultra Classic Low before that, and then uh, traded that that in downsized because my mom doesn't go with him really as much anymore. So he got a got a Softail Heritage Softail. He's stoked. He rides that thing seriously. Rides that thing to get milk. Rides it to anything. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, yeah, my dad. I'm I'm really uh, really lucky as far as my dad's health and and stuff like that. My dad's still killing it. Yeah, that is good. That's uh, I mean, you say eighty five, uh, eighty two, eighty three, something like that. I think he's eighty three this year. Yeah, that's fucking impressive, dude. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing at eighty five. I'll be fucking hoping I'm on a motorcycle though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I keep telling him that, like, he should, like, hook up with Harley and, like, do ads or something because, like, you old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone, someone, someone's got to be impressed that, like, you're still alive and still riding a Harley. Like, come on. That's so cool. Oh, that's fucking awesome. So. Well, and the Heritage Classic is a great fucking bike, too. Uh, and he makes it look good. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, well, Curdy B, man, I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day to yeah, start I working on parts I, and talk some choppers with yeah, me. Yeah, I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you reaching out and uh, let's let's plan something. Don't be a stranger, man. Come by. I, dude. I mean, I'm I'm gonna make it happen. Uh, and if you, yeah, if you plan on going to party with Pin, let me know. I think I think I am gonna make that happen. At least I'm gonna. That's the goal is to get. All right. Well, let's just keep in contact and make something happen. You're gonna be somewhere around here, and I need to get out of the shop. So let's make something happen. Fucking perfect. I like. We can meet up at Hawks. I like that idea too. All right, beautiful. Just go drop in on him. Yeah, there's not. By the time I break, or by the time I get up there, I'm sure that there'll be a breakdown involved where I've already called Hawk to tell him, (laughs) already warned him, hey, dude, I'm broken and I'm headed your way, so get ready for it. There won't be much surprise in that. Yeah, all right. All right, fine. We'll we'll, we'll give him a heads up. (laughs) All right, dude, have a wonderful day, and thank you again. You too, man. Bye. All right, Curdy B., thank you. I, uh... What's funny is we're you know we got a time difference, and I was like fuck this guy was shooting the messages. I found his number, and no response. I'm like what the fuck? He's like fucking ignoring me. And then I was like oh I think I, I think I fucked up and bailed on him a couple weeks ago. And now he's just like 
Yeah, see, I could do the same shit, motherfucker. But I was just wrong. I didn't, couldn't even figure out the time. I was an hour early. Sure enough, he was like, he was, he was early. He wasn't even right on time. He was fucking early, which I love, because I tell my kids, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, it's unacceptable. So thank you, Curdy, for uh, being a fucking badass. I really do enjoy what you got going on um, through the attention to detail. It's fucking awesome, and it's cool to see, you know, not only you doing it, but enjoying it and, and like, pushing the limits and, like, getting better year after year, part after part. Anybody that's running one of his pieces should be fucking proud. All right, go to mcshoptees.com. Uh, I should actually feature fourth floor choppers. We should do a T-shirt, Curdy B. Um That'd be fucking rad. I can only imagine what kind of art we can get out of, like, a fucking chopper on the fourth floor. Oh, God, I go overboard sometimes. Uh, let's do that. Go to mcshoptees.com, sign up so you do not miss out on that whenever it drops. I'm just assuming he wants to do that, but I hope he does. Danger Dance Talk Shop, if you got too many shirts, go to the Patreon support link. Get in to win. Uh, I want to thank MC Shop Tees. Low brow customs knives made by Nick Motorcycle Sherpa. The tattooed troubadour. Hey, Al, I got a fucking idea up my sleeve. And that what I'm going to pre-run tomorrow has a little bit to do with this idea I got up my sleeve. So, damn, I love all you motherfuckers. Uh, I hope that your year is off to a great start. I am stoked to be a part of it, and I hope to see you in the world.